Good morning, I'm Dina Blizzard, and you're watching One Funny Morning. Welcome to One Funny Morning Show. From Monday to Friday. And sometimes on Saturday. Why would you say that for all these people? You never know what's going to happen. Carmen. Cortez. Good morning, everybody. What's outside your weather drawer? Good morning. Happy, 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 everybody. Hi. I'm Sandy from Missouri, and you're watching One Funny Morning with your host, Dina Blizzard. So grab your cup of coffee and start your day off right. I love it. Thank you, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning. Does this look familiar? Um, we are not very rarely in the kitchen. I don't think that was a sentence. We are very rarely in the kitchen. I want to add a couple of double negatives. So we could figure out whether we are in the kitchen or we're not in the kitchen. I'm a little kooky today. A lot of things are happening here. <clears throat> the guys just showed up to do um, the reglazing of the bathroom. So I was going to try to bring in some pictures to show you. Hold on. Oh, these are pictures. Um, hold on. I got to work on it. Um, so they came this morning and I was running around trying to get, um, everything moved out. We had to drop Dean's car off because it, uh, if you have a 2016 Honda Civic, then you may want to call because there's two recalls on your air conditioner. So between this week and next week, I had to get Dean's car over and Brooke's car over. So I'm definitely in the whole mom mode of trying to get everybody, you know, where you put everybody else first except for yourself. And then you wonder why you have no joy. That. That's just where we are. And then in between, the guy's going to come reglaze. And I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. So I want to show you these pictures because I feel like everybody that I've told that I'm having this bathroom reglazed. They're like, please let me know how this goes. Because reglazing may be the best thing that could ever happen to anybody. Um, let me roll these in. Come on now. Oh, come on now. Hold on. Um, it's not cheap, but it's definitely cheaper than doing, um, you know, ripping out a whole bathroom. So, um, oh, no, it's on YouTube, Joyce. It's there. Um, your outfit matches the kitchen. That's why I did it. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, top of the morning to you, Mary Drew. Mary Drew Pendleton. Mm-hmm. That's exciting reglazing day. It is. Um, last night, I did have some more Mexican pizza. Uh, so definitely for temporary housing, uh, a 90 minute massage sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I have a recall in mind. I'm waiting for a hunky man to come and take it to the dealership. That's what I'm saying, man. If they did recalls and they were like, listen, they called you up because normally they just give you a piece of paper. 
But normally they'd be like, hello, is Curly Top there? And you're like, yes, this is her. We have a recall on your car. What? We do. What are you coming by? One's good for you. What about midnight? You're like, yes. For me or, oh, for the car. Okay. All right. And he just picked you up, took you to breakfast, took your car, fixed it, gave you a massage. Everybody be like, girl, get me a recall. Get me a recall without the pink fight. And I just had my bathroom remodeled last week. Oh, Stacy, I'd love a remodel, but I can't afford it. All right, let me show you the pictures. Now, not a lot of people have seen these pictures. I feel like I'm showing you something that's like my deepest, darkest secret because it's not good. Are you ready? Emotionally, here we go. All right. Oof. These are worse than I think. So the the all the walls are getting done, including the towel rack and the toilet paper holder, but not the floor. It's happening. So I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot of black. And I don't know that I'm going to, I'm hoping that I like the floor once it's all gone. Um, but I'm not positive. Look at it. Uh, what? It is, there's a lot happening. So um, heading to breakfast. Oh, that's nice. My picks were much worse. I don't know, Stacey. I don't know, because you're seeing it when I took the, um, you're seeing it when I've taken the, the cabinet out and everything out. But when it's there, mm -hmm, I've seen where, I don't know, guys. It's pretty bad. My bathroom is much worse. Why are you saying that? I did have, the, the one in the hallway was pink and green. Uh-huh. No. It's bad. My son's toilet leak last week. That ended up in a bathroom model. See? Uh-huh. Let me ask you something. If you could have a very targeted tree fall on your house, like, you're like, I would like a tree to fall, not hurt anybody, not hit this part of my house that I like, I really just need a tree to fall right here. Where would it be? Because <laughs> um, mine would be on the carport. Just take it out. <laughs> Brooke's like all of it. Just all of it. Uh-huh. Trina's like living room. Angel, right down the middle. Take the whole thing out. Mm-hmm. My bedroom, bath, yeah. A kitchen. Uh-huh. I have thought about this extensively. Over the garage and in my family room, right? Uh-huh. The kitchen, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. If I could, if it could fall in my basement, money was no object. Total redo. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants it. To, I need a tree to land on my van, a fire contained to the basement. <laughs> exactly. 
right? If you could just call the fireman and be like, guys, can you just get this part out? Because I actually like the other. Oh, it's the whole thing. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had two trees fall. First my kitchen, then my bathroom. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> you're not supposed to say that to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steak Diane said, luckily my bathroom is the size of a poacher stand, so it's cheap to reno. You're not wrong. People have those big bathrooms. I'm like, no. I would love to make this. I mean, in my dreams, we'd be in the bathroom right now. This would be part of the bathroom. Like, but this would be a bathroom. It would be gorgeous. But I got to bust through this wall. I got to make a pantry. I got to make a laundry room. I got to push the kitchen this way. I can't. I can't be that lady. I don't have that time or money in my life. I did what I needed to do. And now we're just trying to make stuff nice. So I first was dubbed the big blue monster. Remember the whole house inside out, different shades of blue. We slowly changed most of our, there's still a blue tub and a toilet in the guest room. We moved it though. We had a tree shoot through my basement. Oh, you lucky. I have the smallest master bath I've ever seen. It's literally too small for a bath mat. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's a domino effect. You can't. What's the noise? Jasmine, you just got here. They're reglazing the bathroom today. Oh, I've been waiting. Are you being buzzed by airplanes? No. Uh, Andrea, today is a big day. If you missed it, let me go back. Uh, today, we're reglazing this bathroom. Ooh, real hideous. So I can't wait to show you the after. I have some pictures, I think. Maybe. Oh, yeah. This is when, this is when the, the, this is the sink. It's a lot. It was a lot. I think that the marble top to the sink wasn't helping. So there's a new vanity sitting in my living room, and it's been there for a month. It doesn't have a faucet yet. Um, but you got to do it in like, and that, that, that mirror is still there up at the top. Look at my face looking real concerned in the mirror. Yeah. So this was what we started with. Bought my house three years ago and it took two weeks to help remove all the wallpaper. I've seen the same peach and black. Don't be jealous. Hey God, I'm getting an oil change. Sounds like whales are singing. Okay. Okay. Hello, it's like Dory. Hello. <laughs> the sink in the bedroom. The sink is in the bedroom. So the master bath only has a toilet and shower, which is tiny. Mm -hmm. So the new bedding in with two smaller sinks. Let me ask you something. Because this was, I said this to somebody. Somebody was like, when you get your new vanity, you're going to put two sinks in. And I was like, no, that's stupid. And it, whoever I said it to was like, Dina, people love having his and her sinks. I, I, I think it's the dumbest thing ever. And maybe it's because I've never had his or her sinks. Maybe somebody can speak to this. But I just think, what do you need two sinks in here for? Yeah, Becca, that's what I'm saying. I don't need for you to have your own sink to brush your teeth over. Let's brush your teeth over the same sink. I need more vanity space. 
Yeah, I replaced the little sink with a shallow, wider sink. So it's, oh, so you just went wide. Two separate sinks. I don't need that. Sounds like whales mating. Well, I did get a whale. Mm -hmm. Kezia says, I love having my own sink. What? My parents have two sinks in their house in Florida. Now, I want to have more space. Do you have never shared a sink with someone who shaves? No, Jim used to shave. We never, listen. We were excited when we got two full bathrooms. When we were in our old house, um, it I can share a sink with you. Yeah, Missy wants to live with me. Kathy wants to live with me. I told them they got to be ready to cuddle. One sink is fine. Uh, I only ever had one sink, and it was for me, Jim, and the kids. So, like, when they were little... Like our house downstairs was really big, but upstairs, um, it was small. It was just three bedrooms and a full bath. And downstairs was half a bath. So we all got ready in that one bathroom. I loved it when they were kids. Um, Yeah, Andrea, it was just upstairs. That's all there was. It didn't bother me. I don't know. When they're babies, you know, everybody's on top of each other. I liked it because you could eavesdrop. When we moved to this house, we had two baths full baths and it was like we were rich people we're like we're so rich now yeah i don't need i don't need no mm. double sinks in the hallway bath for the kids Mm-mm. what are we doing back in the i thought you said in the g spot i was like amy what are you she means og in the kitchen today we're cooking well, well, we're not really cooking. It's a charcuterie board. Oh, you're going to be so excited. I got all this stuff. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with this stuff. Uh, but that's what our guest is for today. So we're going to learn from her. So I had to set up the whole kitchen yesterday. And there's something here that's gross. Uh, that's what she set up. Only had one. No, no half anywhere else. You had to learn to share. Yeah. I was never upstairs in the old house. Yes, the downstairs is huge. My husband uses a different bathroom and he is cleaner than mine. I believe it. Somebody said to me once, tell me if you agree with this. Do you believe that having separate bathrooms may save your marriage? Marsha, my haircut already happened. Marsha's like, is this the day you get your haircut? I can't wait to see what your stylist does. This is it. She did it. Now I feel bad about it. No, it's fine. I actually, I feel, I feel like she took the bottom is like real dry. She took that off, Marsha. But um, separate bedrooms, separate bathrooms, move out, go get your own house, and we can live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Separate bed, bath, and if you're rich, houses. We have separate bathrooms. Two because we had one tiny one. That's what I mean, Angie. And another bathroom adds like, like we're so rich. Barely enough room for me. Yeah. Help having my first it doesn't. Yeah. My husband's bathroom and I refuse to clean it. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Only if I don't have to clean. Yeah. No, you don't clean the other bathroom. Mm-hmm. We have separate bathrooms now. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm going to be honest. I mean, divorce is sad. But getting your own bathroom all to yourself? Mm-hmm. Jeremy has the downstairs. So it looks like a duck has been splashing around in there every time he brushes his teeth. 
One for the guests, one for my messy man, and one for me. That would be the best. We have separate bedrooms and bath and next ones. It will be 42 years. It works, said Mooney. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, like, who decided. Like, who made the decision that just because you get married, you got to share bathroom at a closet? No. 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 Now a second sometimes bedroom that works. Yeah. I grew up in a house of five kids and my parents with one bathroom. That's what I mean. What's all the noise? Jackie, the reglazing of the bathroom is happening. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And at this point, if my bathroom is messy, it's because I made it messy. I won't even let my kids in there. But now that it's reglazed, I think they're going to try to get in. It's going to be nice because I had to do the hallway bathroom first because it was so bad. It was pink and green and like not set up right. So we had done that a while ago. And as I've been renovating and I know I keep saying I'm going to show you what the things look like. There's just there's a vanity in the living room right now. You know, the sink. So uh, I've never heard of reglazing a bathroom. Yeah. So, you know, Tim is my painter man. And he's done everything, but he was going to come do this bathroom. And he was like, Dina, I'm just not as used to painting tile and I don't want to do it. And then it not work. And so he was like, a guy I know knows a guy. Da, 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 da. So four guys later, I got Anthony in this bathroom and he's sanding it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Janny B came by, you know, Dominic, you liar. Janny B, my niece came over. <laughs> she was like, she walked in. She goes, Antina, I haven't been to your house in a while. And I was like, isn't it so nice? She goes, it is. Why is there a sink in your living room? I said, Janny, that's the very in thing right now. Everybody's doing it. So do you guys not have a vanity in your, <laughs> that's, you're poor. Um, I was like, no, Chad, it's just because I've all, I've had a toilet and a shower for like, when she said she goes, the first day we can get you in is October 12th. I was like, okay, I guess we'll do it. So it's just been a weird bathroom. Like having a bathroom with no sink, you don't even realize. You're just like, I guess I'll walk to another room and wash my, yeah. The new vanity is just like boring gray. It's just gray. I picked the gray out of the floor. I thought that the floor was going to get glazed. Uh, it didn't. Or uh, they said it's not a good idea. So I'm glad I got the gray because there's some gray in the floor. And if, if I hate the floor, then I'm just going to put like lay a new floor down or those fake tiles. I'm going to do something. But it might look fine. Like Wendy said, Wendy said, once everything is glazed, like the walls and everything's done, it might look nice. So, um, so we'll say we have double sinks in all of our bathrooms. Yeah. See, I don't even know you rich people. Mm -hmm. Annette, have a great day. What material for the top? I don't know. Whatever I bought. I don't know. Honestly, it's been sitting there for maybe it's a marble, but like a light, maybe it's white. I don't know. I don't remember. I bought it a month ago and it's just been sitting normal people. I know. So that's what I say. I'm going to add a couple of little cute little rugs, 
hopefully nobody will notice. It's just that the, here, let me show you one more time. The floor is, it's, uh, it's just the black, the black on the floor is just so strong. Like, this is it. You see it? It's just like, why you got so, such a big band of black all around it? But I'm going to just call it retro. It's, it's going to be classic retro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm making those words up. So I don't know. What was the outside? There's a lot of stuff, in fact. What happened to the kitchen door? Oh, um, is it Ashley? Oh, that's a fun way to spell it. Ashley, that door was removed, and we put that door in at the other side. This is still a work in progress, too. There's a lot. A lot of things that are... My life is a work in progress. I am relazing at all white. Yeah. I feel like that's the only option you have. <coughs> it's retro conscious. Exactly. Heather, just said the word conscious everything. It's gluten conscious. Mm -hmm. It is a tile on the floor. But I've been following this girl on the Instagram. Her whole Instagram is just her buying sticky tiles or wallpaper that easily gets removed from houses. Like she does stuff that's like for renters so that they can have like a cool house, but like not do anything that's like permanent. And her whole Instagram, she just tries different tiles and then she sticks them in her shower for a couple days. And then she comes back on a couple days later. She goes, guys, they didn't come up. In fact, I'm a little afraid they're never going to come up. And so I just keep watching her channel. And then I'm going to find like a sticky towel that she liked, that she tested, and then we'll buy it. But for right now, yeah, it's going to be nice. Um, they said to not do the floor um, be with this reglazing process because it, um, it's the floor and we'll get too much wear and tear on it and may, you know, chip away. Um, yeah. Uh, so I decided not to do it. So I don't know. It's either going to be great or not great. Okay. So today we drop, I'm going to bring our guests on in a minute, but today I dropped Dean off, uh, the car <laughs> to get the condenser fixed. I don't know. Something that was on recall. And so he followed me over there and I said, when we get there, you're going to pull into the service center get checked in, ask them how long they're going to have it, and then come back out and we'll go home. And he was like, got it. So now this is like another big boy thing. Now, if you remember the last time that Dean did something big boy with his car on his own, Michelle and I were just talking about it. He went to go get his oil changed and they kept wanting to rotate his tires. And he was like, I think my tires do that on their own. Uh, so whatever. He drops his car off. He comes out to the car. And I said, what they say? He goes, well, first of all, he called me sir. So please, please only refer to me as sir moving forward. I was like, well, you look 12, so that's funny. Uh, he says, and he said, um, I said, did you ask him how long it's going to be? He goes, oh, I asked him. He said he's going to call around six. And he's either going to let us know that it's ready or it's not ready. And I was like, wow, that is some pivotal information that you've gotten, Dean. Thank goodness. He goes, what is that supposed to mean? I go, what kind of update is that? It's ready or it's not ready. What other options are there? He was like, I thought it was. Oh, yeah, I'm going to repaint the walls. Well, I'm not going to, Marsha. Come on, girl. Um, no, I think those will be gray. I don't know yet. I got to see it all come together. We'll see. 
Um, all right. So I'm super excited about today. A, because we're back in the kitchen. Um, but B, because we have the author. I'm going to just say it. I feel like all of us, and I don't know when it happened, but something, there was a, there was a shift in the universe. And all of a sudden, everybody started talking about charcuterie and nobody knew how to spell it. And everybody was like, we're going to make charcuterie now. And you better just get a board and put cheese on it. And then you'd be like, oh, this looks great. And then you'd see other people's charcuterie like, wow, mine looks really stupid. You're like, should I roll these meats? What should I do that? Why does everybody's radishes look like flowers? I don't know what is happening, but it became a huge thing. And then all of a sudden people started writing books like our guest today. So we're going to talk to her. We're going to make a charcuterie board. Oh, I got to have friends over to come eat in a little bit. But let me introduce her because you're going to love her to death and she has an amazing resume. So it's Marissa Mullen. She is a Brooklyn-based creative director, author, photographer, and food stylist. She's the founder of That Cheese Plate, a community for cheese lovers from around the globe. What? I love cheese. And cheese by numbers, the method behind crafting the perfect cheese plate. Her first book, That Cheese Plate That Will Change Your Life, was a Wall Street Journal bestseller. It was featured on Today, Rachel Ray, Live with Kelly and Ryan, and the food and food and wine, among others. Uh, before her, she fell in love with cheese. You know, everybody has their before cheese, their BC. Before cheese, she established her career working for The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and acts such as uh, John Batiste. The Roots, and Megan Trainer. What? Megan Trainer loves cheese? Cheese and cooking have always been a passion of Marissa's, inspiring her to create that cheese plate in 2013. And in 2019, she left her job in music to pursue that cheese plate full-time. So please welcome to the show, Marissa. Hey, Marissa. Hi. How's it All the clapping, all for you. Thank you. I'm honored. Thanks for the intro. So you have an amazing resume. So you started in television, but you loved cheese. Tell me about it. Yes. Well, so I grew up in a house where my dad is, he calls himself a self-trained chef where, you know, he is a very good cook, but he, that's not his day job. It's just his passion project. So growing up in high school, we'd have these like fancy dinners that he'd make called test kitchen where he'd make these like stuffed raviolis and he'd always kind of buy nice cheese from cheese shops. So I got access to that early on. And then my mom is very much like front of house where, you know, if, if the lights are too bright and you're having dinner, she turns them down very low. She's like, we need a vibe. So that's kind of like this, this like the environment I was raised in. And then in college, uh, my friends and I were having a wine and cheese Christmas party. And I was trying to find inspiration to build a cheese board. And this was back in 2013. So there was nothing. The charcuterie trend was not there. There was nowhere to find it. When did it happen? Do you know what year it happened? Because I feel like it happened and we were all like, yeah, of course. You yeah, it was, it was COVID. It was 2020. Was it? Yeah. But so at this time, there was like nothing to find inspiration. You know, there was no Instagrams that you can look at and see step-by-step methods to make a cheese board. Yeah. So I started an account and I just kind of posted things that I would find on Pinterest and wedding websites um, and made this little centralized location for it. And over the years, you know, I was studying music business in college. Um, when I graduated, I started working at the late show, Stephen Colbert and my way to kind of root down in the present moment and like, you know, feel grounded in this chaotic, hectic TV world was making cheese boards for my friends. 
So it kind of worked hand in hand where I was growing this strategy, but then also- I think it was your friend then, Marissa. I wish you were like, oh, work must be so hard. Make me a cheese plate. <laughs> I will make you one now. Well, we will make one. Nice. We'll make yeah, so it's funny because like over time, you know, I took everything I learned about the music business and artist management and applied it to cheese. So I was like, okay, well, I need a logo and I want to teach events and I want to do a merch store. And over time, this grew into um, the community that is now, but- it really happened in 2018 when I started this method, Cheese by Numbers, and the Rachel Ray Show found it. Um, they put me on the show to talk about it, and I felt like Hannah Montana. Like during the day, I was working at the Late Show as a personal assistant, and then all of a sudden, I was on TV, like talking about this method. Um, so then, eventually, there was just this huge press boom, and I got a book deal with Random House. Quit my job four years ago, and now I do cheese plates full time. <laughs> That is awesome. I wish I could love cheese and people would be like, come eat cheese on our show. I'd be like, okay. But I love it. I love that you followed your passion because I feel like when you hear stories like yours, it just sounds like it just all came together. But it's just because you just loved it. You were going to do it whether you got paid or not. Like that's the kind of thing is like just saying to people, do something you love and good things will happen in the universe. So this is, is this your latest book? Yes, that's the new book, uh, That Cheese Plate Wants to Party. I actually have both of them here. So this is the first one, That Cheese Plate Will Change Your Life, which this one was the one that came out in 2020. Um, and at the time, obviously, it was like I had to cancel all my events. I had to cancel my book tour. It just wasn't going to work out. But then the only thing people were doing were grocery shopping and being at home making cheese plates. Yeah. It actually was a good resource. And uh, yeah, the second one is now we can party together. So bring it all. Bring it all together. I love it. I love it. All right. So are you, what should we do first? Should we start like putting things together? Should I get all my things out? Yes. So just for like a brief overview of what the Cheese by Numbers method is. Um, so this is a step-by-step -step, uh, method to building a cheese plate because, you know, a lot of times you're on Instagram, you see these beautiful cheese boards. You don't know where to start. Yeah. Um, what I do is I broke it down step-by-step. -step. So for example, here's a plate from the new book, that warm tones plate. Here I have a color palette to tie in the colors of your tablescape with your cheese plate. Because when I think about parties, I like to think about what I'm serving first, because that's where everyone kind of dives into. And then we have our supplies. We have a bite builder to tell you what to eat on the plate. And then the cheese by numbers method is essentially a paint by numbers map. And it's a six step process. So we have cheese, meat, produce, crunch, dip, and garnish. So when you put it all together, you can make this beautiful plate step by step. And one more thing about the book, because this is my favorite part, I took like all of my music love and applied it to this book. Um, there's a QR code that goes to a Spotify page and I made a playlist customized for every cheese plate in the book. So if you're, you know, making the uh, Thanksgiving plate, I have a lot of like homey, cozy songs that make you feel like you're just enjoying time with family. <laughs> Love it. I wish yeah. you guys could see producer Michelle's face because the whole time you explained that, she was like, yes, yes, yes. She's loving it. She loves the paint by numbers. I love that you have a you have a playlist that's so fun. It's so fun. But so we'll get into the cheese by numbers method now. So do you have all of your supplies with yeah, you? Let me get them out of the out of the fridge. Hold on. Hold okay, on. perfect. I'm going to switch this to my cheese mode. All right. Over here. Cheese mode. This is my cheese office. Now I have to tell you about some of the substitutions I've made <laughs> because Michelle sent me the list last night, and I was like, "I'm going to do my best." All right, oh my, no worries. Also, this is mirrored, so I feel like I'm trying to figure out where everything is. Okay. okay. 
So I have fresh thyme. I bought, oh wait, let me get my break. I bought the cheddar, the block of cheddar, I have the breeze, but on my list, it said, it said Persian, Persian, Persian cucumbers. cucumbers. It's just the mini cucumbers. Well, is that, oh, it is. So is this it? Yeah, that's perfect. You did it? You nailed it. It doesn't say Persian on it. I tried to talk to it to see if it had an accent, but it didn't. <laughs> What uh, what makes it Persian? Is it just is it like I think a, they're they're usually found in the Middle East, like you know when you're um course you're eating like Mediterranean food. A lot of the cucumbers used in like Arabic salad are Persian cucumbers, the mini oh, ones. I just um, you know. but so okay. So before we start, we want to make sure we have a solid foundation to build upon. So this is the board I'm using. This is like it's not a board; it's a plate. But it's 12 inches. I have a little ramekin to hold my dips and jam. You always want to make sure you have a solid foundation. Um, I kind of like these plates with a lip around the edge because if you have anything like blueberries or things that can roll, they won't roll in transit. Um, and today, you know, it's it's the morning. We're making a breakfast board, so I don't want to go too big right now. So this is a good size for about like two to three people as an appetizer. What do you have for your foundation? <laughs> Mine does not look as pretty as yours. I'm gonna show you the kitchen of like how like normal dirty people. <laughs> no, so, see, a cutting board is perfect. So that's the thing. Cutting board. My favorite part about cheese boards is you don't really need anything too fancy as long as it's like a flat surface. So that's perfect. Okay, so I got that. Perfect. So then, before we actually start building, we're gonna want to prep the items on our plate. So let's start with the cheese. Okay. So here I have my cow's milk brie which cheese is supposed to sit out for about you know 45 minutes to an hour before serving and this one has sat out for a while so you can see it is like so gooey and delicious right now this is a really high quality this is a um brie style cheese from jasper hill creamery in vermont it's called moses sleeper it's a little stinky this is like very similar to like a traditional french brie that you would find um what's funny is that a lot most or all brie and camembert in America isn't actually authentic because we don't, we're not able to use unpasteurized milk. And so when I was in France this summer, I tried real brie and it tastes so much better. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, we're getting just shafted here in America. But um, if you could shop locally and find, you know, a, an artisan produced brie, it, you can taste that flavor. But a lot of the times people don't really like brie because it's really mild and buttery and that's because it's used pasteurized milk. So it's okay if you can, you know, just find whatever brew you can. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think that people know that the cheese is supposed to be out for 45 minutes? I never heard of that. No. So there's like a lot of tips with making cheese boards that um, a lot of people don't know, which is why I'm here to educate. Wow. Um, so with cheese, it's, you want to make sure that it is at room temperature for the maximum amount of flavor. And that's because cheese is made with a lot of fat. Um, when you're talking about cheese, it's not really like sexy terms because it's like literally molded <laughs> dairy. But you want to make sure that the cheese, the fat is at its like max uh, temperature potential because that's when all the flavor really comes out. Um, so when I'm making my board, I like to keep my soft cheese whole and then pre-cut my hard cheese because the worst is like when you're at a party and this is here and then you're just like, okay, go for it. Get in there. You want to make sure you pre-cut your hard cheese. So with that, I like to do something that I call rustic crumbles. <laughs> You'll hear throughout this lesson, we have a lot of uh, funny for cheese flakes. Okay. So what I do is I'll take my knife 
and I'll literally just go or vertical into the block of cheese and twist my wrist. And this breaks off a little crumble. And this way it's not like a boring cube of cheese. Like we want some dimension here on our plate. Right. We wanna just switch it up a little bit. And with right. cheddar, it's actually pretty easy to make these crumbles because um, the way cheddar is produced, it's a bunch of cheese curds pushed together. So it will crumble. And this method, you know, if you're working with something that's more of like a semi-soft cheese, like a Havarti or a Gruyere, it might not work as well. But with cheddar, the rustic crumble works the best. Well, I like Havarti. So how do you, do you normally cut up Havarti then or no? Yeah. So with something like Havarti, so pretend this nub here is Havarti, I would okay. just cut rectangular slices, you okay. know, like so. Or okay. you could even cut triangular where I cut a rectangle and then I cut it in half oh, like that. Sweet. And you can arrange in like a little fan like so. Um, but today we're going to be doing the rustic crumbles. Okay. And then for the rest of your items um, with your cucumbers and with your strawberries, once we get to building the board, I like to pre-cut all my produce too. So my cucumbers are cut in just a little coin. And this way, you know, if you want to use it as a cracker, feel free. Um, and then I like to cut my strawberries directly in half with the green still attached because that way it kind of looks like a little garnish at the end of the day. So always pre-cut your items to start your cheese board. Are you ready for step one? I don't want to rush you, so take your time. I thought we did like seven steps already. <laughs> We're in the prep stage. We're in the prep stage. All right, hold on. Now, let me uh, let me get this. Um, so have, did you cut these cucumbers any special way? Yeah, so I cut them in just little uh, coins, like so. But yeah, the key to making a good cheese plate, it's funny because um, when you said charcuterie, it makes me laugh because, so again, I just went to France and the term charcuterie technically just means um, aged meat. It's like aged pork products. That's where kind of the... Uh, the word is from and so the fact that in america we call anything on a board charcuterie the french are just like shaking their heads because um i mean oh, I cool. like s'mores oh, charcuterie and candy charcuterie and it's like technically that's like calling shellfish bread in france they're just like what <laughs> like what do you mean charcuterie that's that's marshmallows and chocolate <laughs> that's so funny so yeah that is kind of like even in yours in your book, um, there there wasn't just meats, right? It was a whole bunch of stuff, right? Yeah, so the book has a lot of different um, plates in here. We have, like, small plates, which I love. This one is actually really fun. This is, like, a, a plate to take to go. This one is for the kids where you can have, like, fun little cookie cutters to cut different types of cheese. Um, but then in the back, I have grazing tables, which I love. So... This is like if you're trying to throw a huge party, you can just put together like a massive spread of all different types of plates. That's um, amazing. This one's fun for a uh, baby on the way for a baby oh. shower. This I used uh, cookie cutters with radishes for this one. So there's something for every occasion in here. But yeah, technically, technically speaking, if you say charcuterie, um, it should refer to meat on a plate. So I tend to use the term cheese plate unless the board has meat on it. But again, it's like 
these words um, tend to take a life on like their own, especially when they become TikTok trends. So charcuterie board has become a big uh, term that, you know, it's, it, it has a life of its own. So I'm not um, gatekeeping charcuterie from you. Feel free to do whatever you want. <laughs> All right. That's so fun. I love that you have your color scheme too, because it's funny now that I'm cutting up these cucumbers and strawberries together, they already just look so pretty. Make sure everybody. Oh yeah, beautiful. Right, it looks so pretty. Love All right, let me move these out of the way now that I've caught up with you. And I didn't, I didn't do um, salami. I, I had, um, I have some uh, brisciutte. I don't know. Okay. All right. This is good because prosciutto is actually um, level five meat folding. So you're in the advanced level class. What? <gasps> this is so exciting. Okay, I'm ready now. Okay. So we have our foundation. We've prepped our items. This is like the pre-cheese plate method. And now we are in cheese by numbers step one, which is our cheese. So we are going to place our cheese on the board. So I like to kind of separate it out. So I'll put my brie on one side. And then I'll put my rustic crumbles on the other. So we have some symmetry. Okay. And when I'm making a cheese plate, I like to have a variety of cheese. So Today I picked brie and cheddar because, you know, brie is a soft cow's milk cheese. It's really buttery. It's creamy. Whereas cheddar has like polar opposite tasting notes. It's sharp. It's, um, you know, a little tangy. And, but however, they're both cow's milk cheeses. So if you want to do a variety of milks, you could do like a goat cheese, a cow's milk cheese, um, a sheep's milk cheese. You can do a hard cheese, a soft cheese, a blue cheese, but essentially having a, a you know, variety of cheese is what you want. So once we have our cheese on the board, we can go okay. into step two, which is our meat. Also, before we get into meat, I want you to place your ramekin on your board. Perfect. Because we'll get to that in uh, step five. But for now, we, uh, we just want to place the foundation. So I have here um, Genoa salami. And I coined the term salami river to refer to my salami flowing down the center of my cheese plate. <laughs> Okay. I actually um, own the trademark to Salami River, which is a fun fact. And I don't really know what that means. I think it just means that I can make like merch items with it and not yeah, not get sued. But um, say so yeah, we can I'm make it. Folding salami quarters, so I'm going in half and in half again, like so. Okay. Since you have prosciutto, so the thing with salami is that this is easiest to fold while it's room temperature, whereas prosciutto is a really delicate meat. So it's easier to fold when it is cold. Um, so if you, are you able to take the prosciutto like apart, single slice? Yeah, okay. Okay, so your prosciutto is intact, that's good. So what I want you to do is fold it um, almost like long ways, or the other like, way. The other way, okay. Perfect. And then you're going to kind of fold, fold it like an accordion, but only with like the, the opposite of the white side. So don't really fold the white side, just the folded side. Yes, perfect. And then just keep folding it like that accordion. And then you have a prosciutto rib ribbon. So then flip it around so we can see the white side. Yeah, there you go. So then if you do multiple slices like that, you can make prosciutto ribbons on your plate. So another fun thing you can do also with prosciutto is the famous rose, which I'm sure everyone has seen all over the internet at this point with charcuterie. Yeah. Um, and to do that, hold on, let me just turbo mode fold my salami river. Um, 
if you were using salami, you'll basically take three slices and layer them, fold it in half, again, like that long ways like you just did with your prosciutto. So with your prosciutto, I want you to fold it the same way you did. Okay, hold on. I'll wait for you. That's actually pretty uh, pretty good prosciutto because a lot of the times when you try to rip it apart, it just breaks it between does. It does. It's so funny. This feels like art class, but with meats. It is. It basically is. That's why I love it so much. It's like such oh. a fun, creative thing. Right, so so right. we're going to take one side and just start rolling it until you get to the other side. So just roll it up. And then you have the little... I don't know what you just did. Do it again. Okay. So we have it. So pretend this is the prosciutto. You're okay. one side. Okay. Flip it the other way around so the white is facing up. Perfect. And you're going to roll it. But I want you to kind of focus the rolling on the bottom folded side, not the white side. So it's almost like you're rolling it as like a cone shape almost. Because yeah. we don't, the whole point with prosciutto is like you want to make sure that that white fat side is like still intact and so it can make that you know texture on the plate okay it looks real tight though at the top you don't want that right you just want the bottom tight yeah so you can kind of just you can roll the bottom a little tighter but kind of make it into a cone shape so that the white is kind of um more delicate on the top okay so i'm going to keep folding my salami the reason why i like to make a salami river or salami folds is because usually salami comes out of the package like this and it's just like <laughs> That's ugly, right? Yeah, yeah. We want to just make sure that we have, A, just a texture element and, you know, a focal point for the design of the board. But also it's easier for guests to serve themselves when the salami is pre-folded. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm using my ramekin as like a center point as I'm spanning my salami from one point to the other. Another thing you can do with salami is um, a fan. So I'll just do like a half fold like this. And another half. Oh, I did, Marissa. And you can let. Look at that. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. That is stunning. What do I do with it? So you put it on your board. Okay. Just lay it. Yeah. So with the meat, similar to the cheese, you can just kind of like separate it, um, you know, across the board. With the salami river, see how it's kind of spanning across? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make it a river now. So I'm going to S curve it. So we have. Just a little bit of dimension and shape on the board. Wow. So you could literally just sit here during the day and like the day of the party, watch Love is Blind. Yes, exactly. That's why I say that cheese plates are self-care because essentially it is a way for you to, you know, root down in the present moment. For me, like I was making cheese boards in my peak when I was working the most in entertainment. And for me, it just felt like, this way where I, you know, if you're folding salami, you can't be like scrolling on Instagram or like, you know, doing anything that's detrimental to your brain because you're focusing on something in the present moment. And that's similar, you know, it's similar to painting or to pottery or like any of those activities that put you in that like creative flow state. That's what uh, cheese boards are for me. Yeah. I was going to say, did you go to art school or anything? Was this anything that you studied or are you just? No. So I, I have a background in photography. Um, so I, I always love, you know, composition and, and yeah. visual arts for sure. Um, so that definitely plays a part in this. But I think like in general, I'm just a very visual person. And so for me, it's like seeing something come to life with the colors and the textures is like, it's a, it's a hobby. 
Dean, would you like to Hello. steal something off? This is my son, Marissa. He's oh, hi. Hello, Marissa. What's up? Good. I'm over here. Yeah, Dean. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the cheese class. We're in cheese class right now. I was right going to say, this is so interesting. Do you want to take something? Uh, I'll take some strawberries. I right, take some strawberries Actually, right there. What I will say what? is uh, I heard the phrase salami river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the only, the, only thing, the only thing I could think of was like, was like, yeah, that was my mom's nickname in college. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. wow. It got dirty up We're going to edit this part out. Oh, my God. You just did to Michelle's face. Look at her face. <laughs> so upset that you just made that joke. Oh, my gosh. It's like, I don't like being at all. Salami River. Uh, Salami River. Take it, take it as it comes. Yeah. However you want to interpret it. But for me, it's literally salami on a plate. So now that we have well, nice to meet you, Marissa. Okay, bye, Dean. <laughs> nice meeting you, Dean. Many wonders by single. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we have step one and step two. We are going to go into step three and keep unfolding your prosciutto. I don't want to um, rush yeah, yeah, too much, yeah. but we also, you know, yeah, yeah you can. we'll move it along. Um, so now that we have, you know, our meat and our cheese on the plate, we want to add produce. So step three covers everything from um, fresh produce to dried fruits to olives, cornichons, like anything that, you know, fruit or vegetable. And this step we want to, where I say paint with our produce. So with meat and cheese, it's just kind of a general color scheme of like beige and orange and yellow and red. So now we can add in like our greens and our pops of color. Um, I also like to make produce ponds with my salami river. So here we are entering like the landscape <laughs> terms of the lesson. Um, so what I'll do is I'll start with my largest produce items, which are the strawberries. And I'm going to kind of work with symmetry. So I'll do three strawberries on one side of the river. And then I'll do three on the other side. Um, I picked strawberries for this plate because they are a great pairing with brie. I love brie with any sort of fresh fruit. Um, both the strawberries and the cucumbers are a good pairing with brie because they really balance out that creaminess and butteriness. And then um, I picked dried apricots because these are a really good pairing with the cheddar. Mm -hmm. That's another note too when you're thinking about your produce. Um, just take a note of what it would pair with. You know, a lot of the times I think people focus a lot on the aesthetics of the plate, but at the end of the day, this is a plate that we want to eat. So you just want to make sure that, um, you know, everything kind of makes sense. But at the end of the day, too, don't get too stressed out about pairings because they are personal. So if you like it, then go for it. That's what I say. I'm like, you know, if you're a fan of, uh, I don't know, <laughs> chocolate covered almonds and something else. Yeah, go for it. Add the almonds to the plate. Um, but now I'm adding my cucumbers. So see, now we're adding like pops of color. Okay. They're shining through. And so in this step, we're going to fill up probably about, I'd say like 70%, 80% of the board. Okay. So I'm kind of separating my cucumbers across the plate to add that color pop in our produce ponds. And cucumbers also make a really great addition to a cheese plate um, because they offer a nice like refreshing bite in between cheese bites. Because a lot of cheese is salty and fatty, so we really want um, something to balance that out. And again, it's funny because in France, they don't really do this. And when I was like talking to my French friends about my cheese boards, they're like, cucumbers, like, why would you put cucumbers on a plate? And when I explained the refreshing crunch, they were like, you know what, that does make sense. Mm. Uh, 
I felt really proud that I inspired a French person. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, usually you guys like don't like what we're doing over here with food in America, but okay. It's so funny when you were talking about the unpasteurized cheeses. Um, I was in Chardonnay and one of the girls that came to the party was like, she was so funny. She's like, Dina, I went through the top of the mountain. And I got this cheese for you. And she was so excited about it. She was like, it's unpasteurized. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, no, no, you can eat it. I was like, no, I'm good. We don't do that. And she was like, no, 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 it's so good. And she was so upset because she she was like, Dina, I went to the top of the mountain. That's all she just kept saying. Oh my God. It was the probably incredible cheese. <laughs> and it was funny because eventually I was like, fine, I'll taste your dirty cheese. And it was the best cheese I ever had. Exactly. I mean, all of Europe and most of the world eats unpasteurized cheese. It's just America that doesn't because there was a, I mean, I think the FDA has to be careful because we are such a large country. So it's like yeah. they need those regulations. And this was in, I think in the eighties, the FDA passed this law um, that all cheese needs to be aged for at least 60 days. Um, if it has unpasteurized cheese. So there are cheeses in the States that are used with raw milk, but it can't be a fresh cheese. It has to be aged 60 days or more. Um, and this is to, you know, limit bacteria borne diseases like listeria and, you know, things like that. Um, but because most cheese in the U.S. is pasteurized, pregnant women can actually eat most of the cheese here. And so that's kind of a misconception that um, a lot of people think is like, oh, if I'm pregnant, I can't eat cheese because I'll get listeria and, you know, get sick, which obviously it's a concern for many foodborne illnesses around. But cheese is actually pretty safe here because it is all pasteurized, especially if it's a hard cheese. So I always tell pregnant women, I'm like, eat cheese, do it. <laughs> if it makes you happy, go for it. I love it. All so, right. Now that we have our first three steps, we're going to add the crunch. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Right? Wow. Amazing. I'm doing a great job. Okay, so you see how I have some empty gaps on my plate? I don't have any empty gaps. So you'll, you'll make some make some space. Make we're going to fill in the empty gaps with our crunch. So that's crackers, nuts, anything that is, um, you know, a crunchy item that's not produce. So this is where we kind of fill in the gaps. Also, with um, this is our texture element on the plate, and it's our vehicle for the cheese. So because I don't have a lot of space, I sometimes like to do a cracker plate on the side of my cheese plate just for serving the guests. But to get people started, I'll put a few on the plate itself. And I'll make something called a cracker stack, like so. And this way, you can just fit more crackers on the plate. So just insert it right here. Hmm. Cracker stack, and then I could do another like little one on the other side again for our symmetry. And then the rest of the gaps, I'm going to fill in with nuts. So here I have candied pecans, which are one of my favorite things to have in the fall. And as you can see with this plate, I wanted to pick colors that kind of felt like the transition from summer to fall. So we still have like the pops of green from the cucumbers, but then we're entering our fall color palette with the reds and the oranges and the candied pecans, the browns, and all that flavor. So now we're filling in all of the gaps to make it full and abundant. And then the, are the apricots supposed to be on here now? Yeah, so the apricots would be part of produce. Um, I think I... Yeah, I threw mine in here. So just kind of sprinkle those into produce ponds as well. And then after that, we're going to do our dips. So you see the empty ramekin here. We're finally going to fill that up. And dips cover everything from 
you know, uh, jams to, I have a fig jam here. You can do um, apple butter in the fall. You could do pumpkin butter. You can do mustard if you're doing something savory. This is kind of where our pairings come in because um, something like a dip or a jam can offer that like polar opposite flavor profile from cheese. So it's like, you can only get so much sweetness from fruits, but this actually really packs sweetness. So I'm gonna fill in my empty ramekin here with my jam. And that's why I like to use ramekins because, you know, my jam jar is pretty big. So I wouldn't want to just like put this directly on my board. So that's why it's nice to have a little option. And then the last step is the garnish, which is my favorite part. And this is, you know, it looks beautiful already, but now we're going to take it to the next level and just make it look like the centerpiece of a tablescape. And so this is where I like to use fresh herbs. So I have fresh thyme here and Similarly to, you know, if you're thinking about like the color schemes on the plate and color blocking, a lot of the times with brie, it takes up a lot of like blank space because it's white. So I'll take my time and tuck it in to kind of overlay on top of the brie. Do you, are supposed to wash time? Like do you rinse it? Yeah, I would rinse, rinse all the uh, produce and herbs and stuff just in case you never know where, where it's been. Never know where your herbs have been. Yeah, never know. Um, another thing that you can do, which is fun if you have access to a garden, which I live in New York City, so I don't, but my parents do. So this summer I actually planted some edible flowers in their garden. Um, something like marigolds or violas or zinnias, those are all technically edible. So it's not necessarily to like eat by the handful, but it's something that you could put on your plate um, that if, you know, if it does touch a food item, it's not going to kill you, which is great. But I do love to add edible flowers. And that being said, I actually did find some um, lily, dried lilies here. Lisa, look at mine. That is stunning. Oh my look gosh. At it. That is so beautiful. I did it's such a good job. You crushed it. Okay, so I'm gonna add my dried lilies. And then last but not least, um, so here's your like, here's your centerpiece, right? Like you don't even need to decorate for your party because this is your decoration. But where the color scheme comes in is like, okay, well, once this plate is gone, I need some decoration at my party. So you can add some dried flowers to your tablescape. You can add some pumpkins and make it feel super festive. Oh my goodness. You're so good. It makes you feel like a superstar. Because I know. I we see people like you and we think, oh, only professionals can do this. But no, any this is the cheese by numbers method. The cheese by numbers method just makes it so accessible and that's what I love about it. It's like you don't have to be a chef, you don't have to even think you're creative, but then when you can put this together, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I did that and it, it's just like inspiring and it makes you feel, you know, excited powerful and then you get to serve it to people so it's also like an active service i love it marissa you're so great and i feel like it's wonderful because you're doing what you were meant to do and you're loving it and you can totally tell so yeah, thank you fun. so much for joining us so do yourself a favor follow uh, marissa at 
That Cheese Plate on Facebook, on Instagram, and YouTube. And can they go there to find this book as well? Where can they find that? Yeah, so the book is everywhere books are sold. It's actually uh, on sale on Amazon right now. It's only $15, which is like okay. off. Um, but you can find all info on all my books and everything on usually my Instagram or my website, which is thatcheeseplate.com. Okay. Well, great. Well, listen, I'm a fan. I can't believe that I did this. I I have to go somewhere and search. I know. I'm like, it's only 930. What are we? It is. What am I going to do with it? I'm just going to sit here and eat. (laughs) I know you have that beautiful plate as well, Marissa. Thank you so much. And we'll have to have you back for like the holidays. Yes, totally. Christmas one. Yeah, we do that charcuterie, which is like a cheese wreath. There's there's a cheese plate for everything. Just, just. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Marissa. It was such a pleasure. And we'll have you on again soon. Amazing. Thank you. So much. We'll see you. Oh, my God. Guys, look what I did. Oh, do you see the roses I made? Look at my salon, my prosciutto river. Guys. All right, which was not my name in college. Okay, so let's clarify that. It was so fun. I did a great job. I want to tilt it so you can see it, but I feel like if I tilted the whole thing's going to come off. I'll try to take a fancy picture of it. Uh, But you can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. And I went to the store at 10 o'clock last night and got these ingredients and then just put it together while we were on the phone with Marissa. So you know you can do it. Um, but I got to invite some friends over. Um, so listen, this was amazing. Uh, Michelle did a great job. Let's hear from Michelle. She did a great job, uh, as always. And she says we have a, a surprise for you tomorrow because we have another guest coming on. Um, her book is called That Cheese Plate Wants to Party. So make sure you check that out. Uh, on the Amazon, especially if it's on sale. does Somebody said they were going to go on and buy a couple of them for the holidays. It's a really good gift. Um, so tomorrow, we have on actress Jen Lilly. She's from Hallmark uh, and GAC star, also known for General Hospital, Days of Our Lives. And she's the co-founder of Christmas is Not Canceled. Um, so that is tomorrow's guest, Jen Lilly. So you're not going to want to Miss that. We're also going to do our wrap up of the Golden Bachelor. Oh, you know, it's on tonight. Um, So we'll be talking about uh, that tomorrow as well with Diana. And um, so, yeah, we have uh, we have a lot of things happening uh, with today and tomorrow. But do yourself a favor. Go get that book. Follow Marissa and all things cheese. Um, so yeah, a lot of things I'll be able to hopefully show you the after pictures of the bathroom. Um, so that'll be exciting as well. So lots of fun things. Um, so wait, wait, Julie said, oh yeah, lots of makeout sessions tonight. I thought you meant for me. I was like, girl, what? But you meant on the golden batch. I get you. Okay. Uh, Michelle said her and her mom started watching the golden bachelor and her mom's like, I'm not going to watch this. Tra- well, let's watch episode two. Uh, this show is real trashy, but let me just see what happens. Let me just see. And I feel like that's everybody. Um, yeah. I like learning that not all boards um, are charcuterie. It's supposed to be just meats, but we're going to move past it. And I did add chocolate to mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look. Oh. Somebody take a picture. 
I don't know what we're going to do with these pictures when I say that, but it looks really good. All right. So tomorrow, Jen Lilly be here tomorrow. Wrap up the Golden Bachelor. Thanks for uh, staying along with me today. Learned a lot of great things. Uh, like Judy from Saskatoon says, do something nice for yourself today. You deserve it. Girls Thursday. You made it. And uh, thanks for watching. And uh, I hope you have a great day and a blessed day. And I will see you guys all here tomorrow morning. All right. I'll see you tomorrow morning. I'll see you. Bye. Hey guys, if you enjoyed today's morning show, make sure to follow us for more One Funny Mother content. Okay, all right. Morse code is tapping. And check out OneFunnyMotherStore.com for great, new, inappropriate swag. And for more exclusive content, consider becoming a supporter. She got a bad leg. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow on One Funny Morning. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs>